Good morning. Today's podcast will be about live betting tips. This is uh, Monday, July 24th, and we will have the free pick at the end of the podcast. So live betting is actually really growing in popularity for a variety of reasons. And I think action junkie sometimes fits in there, but there are viable reasons to do so. So let's, get, let's number off some tips here, and we'll just kind of see how many numbers I get to before it's all said and done. Number one, pregame research. So really, this is, if you're going to go through the, the schedule to pick pregame bets, this is the opportunity to find out what you want to do live. Maybe you just cannot come up with an opinion on a game. Well, then don't bet it. But look at it live. You can look at a live opportunity if the team that you think is even money, especially if they're the home team, falls behind by a couple of runs. You can get a nice price on them then. Not necessarily win outright, but plus one and a half or even better, plus two and a half. And this example of being down two, plus one and a half is a little risky. Plus one and a half slightly better for the road team because, again, as we've talked about many times before, that baseball situation, a very common one-run margin, and that favors the home team because in one-run margin simply because of how the game is played. When the home team is up by a run, the game's over. They may have the bases loaded and hit a triple, but the game's over with the one-run margin. The only way to get more than that, of course, is a home run with people on base. So in any event, the pregame research you do actually ties right into the live betting. You can, on, on the other hand, do something entirely different, and that is number two, watch the game. You don't have to have information. You should, but you don't have to have information pregame this way. You can watch the game closely and see what happens. Momentum shifts, player performance, coaching decisions, unexpected events in general that can impact the game. Obviously, uh, weather being one of those Actually, that's a, another number we can talk about. So number three, hedging. Now, some people use this to hedge their pregame bets. If the game's not quite coming out as you expected. In that example I gave you, you're down two to nothing. Maybe you actually took that bet. You're, you're actually on the home team down two to nothing. In theory, then some people will bet on the other side to... to uh, meter out their losses the problem with that is how discouraging would it be then if your home team if you've done your analysis right and your home team comes back and wins the game or covers or, or reduces the the spread between the between the two teams now you've lost two bets in theory that's that's not something i'm personally comfortable with as hedging i'm in it to win it uh, but keep that in mind as a, as a potential opportunity and you can lock in profits as well if you have an early cash out and you don't like the way the game's starting to move cash you can cash out your profits now that's something i have done at times again i believe strongly in my plays therefore i'm just gonna let it run and take the maximum profits but there have been situations that this is just not looking good i have to get out and more often than not that's the right opportunity to do that but not always. And it's those ones you remember is when you got out too early and you could have had the whole profit.
but more often than not, if it's you, if you see something happening, it's for a reason. Uh, betting patterns number four. So you can observe the betting patterns of other betters during the game. Just look at the odds, see what's happening. That'll give you some information, some insight on what you want to do. Number five, momentum. Look for momentum swings during the game. A team or player gaining momentum can significantly impact the outcome. So consider betting on that team or player, if you're doing player props, or on the upswing and vice versa. You can bet on the other team when one team is having a bad time. Injury adjustments, of course. Number six, if a key player gets injured during the game, it's going to affect it. Not quite as much in baseball. Baseball is obviously the current major sport in the United States being played in July as we get close to football. But, you know, quarterback in football, that's going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. Running back, that's going to be a problem. Wide receiver, problem. To some extent, uh, edge rushers, certainly a cornerback. Those are going to have quarterback, cornerback, quarterback being the most important, obviously. In baseball, if you're a starting pitcher, you expect you may have expected to go five to seven innings is out after one and a half, you know, one and a third, one and two thirds innings because of a line drive comeback or hurt his hand or hurt his shin, twisted his ankle, whatever the case may be. That's going to dramatically affect the outcome of the game. And on the other hand, you can look at situations where you know a pitcher is going to go deep into a game and the opposition will not. That's a situation where you can jump in later on a live bet knowing what's going to be happening within a certain amount of error on later game bets. Okay, so weather conditions, number seven. Obviously, can have a major impact on certain sports, not including basketball or other indoor sports. Football, baseball, for sure. Rain in baseball, it could just it could send the teams in a rain delay for an hour, and those starting pitchers probably aren't coming back out. You know that when it's, if it continues on, and you can sense or hear that it's going to continue on, and you had a significant bet based on a starting pitcher, you may want to consider hedging in that situation. Or if you don't have a bet on the game, you may want to consider betting on the other team who is going to have an advantage now because the other starting pitcher who was superior is out. So that's something to consider. Now, of course, prop bets, next team to score, next player to score. That starts to get a little crazy, but it's out there. I'd be careful with those would be the tip there. That was eight. Number nine, time sensitive. Again, the next point in tennis, the next goal in soccer. So these things are adding a lot of thrill to live betting, but require quick decision-making. And you really have to be really alert and astute with what you're doing and be careful that you don't get addicted to that. Number 10, the cash-out option we talked about already. It's an opportunity. If you see the flow going against you, it's most likely, not always, but most likely an opportunity or a wise idea to get out. Number 11, absolutely track your bets. This is the key because you may find yourself in some bad patterns. You may be doubling down your losses. Well, okay, I took the Yankees to win pregame. Now they're down two to nothing, so I took them plus one and a half. Now they're down five to nothing, so I took them plus four and a half. Now they're down seven to nothing, so I took them plus six and a half. 
ended up losing, uh, you know, 10 to 2. Well, you never won any of your bets then. So you have to be careful. You can, you can learn a lot by doing that. And don't get out of hand with that. You can find yourself losing all of your pregame profits by doing live betting. On the other hand, if you do it well, I typically like to watch odds. You can't watch all the games, but I watch the odds and have learned some significant patterns on how they're priced and how they move. And that is a huge advantage to live betting. And that can't be taught. There's no way to do that. Just keep in mind a couple tips, I guess you could say there. I guess number 12 would be tips on specific tips on live betting opportunities would be, and this is very obvious, but the line is going to move significantly after the inning's over. So say you have one out and a runner on second, they're going to make some assumption that that team could very well score. Runner in scoring position only went out. So this is where it becomes specific gambling. If 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 you just ra- just randomly bet on there, you're gambling. Now, you know, pay more attention to who's coming up. If you know that the pitcher's having success, that the hitter's coming up, the batter's coming up, or vice versa, then you can make a smart decision here. You can play with the odds and say, okay, the odds makers. This has to be done quickly. They're not necessarily going to be able to really determine the matchups right there at that moment. So you could actually bet then, even though there's a team, you want the other side, and the team that you're betting against has a runner in scoring position one out. You're going to get a lot better odds on your team, a lot better odds if you take the chance and bet on them then versus when they get out of that inning without any more damage the odds are going to be moving against you. So that's an opportunity there that you really have to watch and just kind of see how those things change. Now, again, a couple other things here. We already got to 11. 12 will be avoid impulsive decisions. The fast-paced nature of the live betting really can cause a problem. There's adrenaline rush going on. Again, this is in the psychology and the philosophy of the whole thing which is what I talked about expanding this podcast into, but it can cloud the judgment that you have. You can be making bets without thoroughly evaluating the situation, like I talked about with the pitcher-hitter matchup. You don't have a lot of time, so you have to know some of those things innately. That's what makes it critical and crucial to understand these games and not just get carried away. So that's 12-13. You have limited time for analysis. That's kind of a run into the same previous but you have all the time you want in theory for pre-match betting limited offer opportunities in live betting you do not have much time for analysis you're going to have some commercial breaks some timeouts in some sports or in baseball you know the the uh, replay situations the visits to the mound pitcher changes etc you're going to have a little bit of time but most of the game, you don't have much to deal with. So the game's unfolding rapidly, not leaving you much time, so you're at risk of making bad decisions. All right, uh, what were we at? That's 12, 13, 14, odds fluctuations. This is, again, what I was talking about earlier. If you have the time, and as a professional at this, I have certainly watched the odds change. I watched my outcomes 
in the sports book apps, et cetera. And I'm watching how they set these odds and how there's sometimes weak lines and you have to have several open at the same time. You can find huge fluctuations, huge fluctuations in odds. You have to have more than one option. You can gain 20 to 25 percent or lose 20 to 25 percent of your profits or losses by getting better odds or worse odds. So keep that in mind. If nothing else, everyone can odd shop. You can have, if you have a desktop, a laptop, an iPad, a phone, whatever, you can have several things open. You don't even have to switch between apps, but certainly switching between apps is not hard. Sometimes I know they close you out depending on which app it is. So that's where it becomes difficult. You have to know which ones they are, keep those ones open on a dedicated thing. And then the bigger ones like the FanDuel's and the and the uh, DraftKings, et cetera, they don't close you out quite as quick, so you have more opportunity to jump in and out with, uh, without any problem. Now, the other thing was this 15 emotional factors. Again, this stuff, you really, the adrenaline's flowing. You might have the personal investment in the game with the pregame bets or another live bet. You're trying to win or recoup losses. This can lead to irrational bets. You really have to remain level-headed. You have to develop a discipline and separate your emotions from the strategy. And then 16, I would say, is be careful of the delay, the time delay. Make sure you, you try out the different books. Some of them will get your live bet in with nearly no delay. Nearly. No, all of them have a few seconds, but the few seconds I would call is basically no delay. But there's some that can range up to 20, 25 seconds, and they're changing the odds on you. Also be careful when you toggle on or off, accept odds changes. I would recommend not accepting odds changes because while it be, might be nice to get your bet in automatically, it's funny how those odds change so ridiculously, and it almost seems to be a scam in some cases where you want to bet at you got it at plus 100. You feel, okay, this is a great deal. I got 70 and a half points on a WNBA game, and it's at plus 100. And then you go to put it in, and all of a sudden it's 16 and a half and minus 150. And, of course, what that means is that there was a basket or a turnover or something, uh, you would hope, because they are delayed. And then you turn around and you accept that because you're in some sort of a toggle on or you're just – you, you refuse you just want your bet in you want the action and then literally five seconds later it's back down to the original 17 and a half and plus 100 because a shot was missed or the ball was turned over again or the call went your way it's crazy so do not do not jump in with both feet put one foot in and don't let them scam you on that and avoid the books with enormous delays because they're just going to make sure this is what's going to happen with those books when the line moves against you, they're taking your bet. No problem. Yeah, everything's great. But when it moves with you, meaning that you're getting a game at plus 17 and a half, and now the line should be at plus 16, obviously you're being rejected, which you can understand. But it kind of stinks, though, when you could get the line at plus 19 at a different book, and these guys are going to accept it at plus 17 and a half because it's in their favor. In their favor. Be very careful with that. Good luck. Oh, uh, pick of the day. Hey, 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 let's get that, that sheet 
pull back up here and see what we got. So uh, I do have six plays in uh, baseball today. And let's go with the Dodgers here. I think it's a mismatch of pitching, not that you would expect it to be that way based on the um, numbers that these pitchers are put up. But the Dodgers pitcher is better, and he's at home. The Dodgers team is better. I think the Blue Jays are struggling a bit here. We'll keep it short and sweet since this is already a very long podcast. Dodgers minus 120 on the money line for the win.